everyone, welcome to another journey. And today we are joining an international speaker, entrepreneur, the artist, philanthropist, and mother of two kids, as, as well as being a co-founder of Mindfally, a leading publisher in the personal growth industry. This guest is dedicated to the last 17 years of her career from teachers like Michael Beckwith, Bob Proctor, Lisa Nichols, and many more. And we're going to talk about a book which is called Becoming Plausible. Welcome to the journey. Thank you, David, for welcoming me and thank you for having me on your show. No, I and I know I can say your first part of your name, which is Christina, and then <laughs> I'll keep it out the second part without me sounding rude. Yeah, it's uh, Mand Lakiani, and it's a little complicated because it's uh, half Estonian and half Indian. Uh, I like it because obviously cultures with surnames, you know, it's like my surname, you know, it comes from Ireland, but I'm not Irish. <laughs> anyway. Oh, I'm Estonian, I'm not Indian. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. So um, first of all, we'd like to talk about obviously 17 years in the personal transformation industry. How did you become becoming involved in the transformation industry? Yeah, it's, uh, it was a little bit of an accident because I was born in Soviet Union, so transformation and personal growth were not exactly the topics that we uh, had much value uh, about. Uh, and uh, I was 25 when I got married with my then husband, Vishen, and he's the guy who's passionate about personal growth and transformation. Uh, and uh, the circumstances were such that I had... Uh, I had left my successful career back in Estonia and moved in with Vision in New York after we got married. And uh, since I was uh, rediscovering myself anew and he was just starting Mind Valley, I accidentally <laughs> ended up in that industry because it wasn't my uh, plan uh, from my education or from my childhood or from, from any, any kind of design. Uh, but uh, as it sometimes happens with your destiny, you stumble upon it accidentally and then you suddenly think, how could I have planned anything else but that? <laughs> I understand that. So... Um, it says you're an author of a transformational quest, seven days to happiness and live by your own rules. Obviously, yeah. we talk about your book, which is coming out very soon. But um, at the time of this recording, it is, and I don't worry about that, but um, seven days to happiness and live by your own rules. Can you explain the meaning behind that? These are two quests, and they are a quest is uh, is what we call online educational programs in Mind Valley. We call them quests, but in, in essence, it's like an online class uh, with the teacher to to uh, and and it's a course to solve a certain problem. So the Seven Days to Happiness is uh, based uh, on my research and my talks uh, on the topic of happiness. Uh, it's a shorter shorter kind of program. Uh, just to break in uh, into the uh, uh, idea of uh, happiness as a trainable skill, uh, and live by own rules is a, is a, is a course which I had recorded a while back, and uh, it was probably uh, the beginning of my journey, which led finally to to this book uh, becoming flossom, uh, and in that quest uh, it was a mixture of different things. You know, I've been in personal growth for twenty years now, uh, and of course I've. Uh, 
I've absorbed a lot of teachings and I wanted to come well, uh, come up with a quest which was uh, universal and all-encompassing, but of course that was from my point of view. Uh, there were parts which were uh, purely my own creation. Uh, that's how the whole topic about happiness started. Uh, there were some parts which I have learned from other teachers, uh, but uh, it's still up. And uh, in fact, today, uh, one of my students said that she had made quite a few discoveries thanks to that quest. So I'm, I'm grateful it is there. Yeah, it sounds really amazing. And it says in your bio about being recognized as one of the top 10 influential people online making a difference in the world today. Now, that's some achievement. Well, uh, yeah, you know, there are a lot of awards walking around. So when I was given that award, I was feeling very proud. <laughs> and it ended up in my in my bio. Um, and I do believe that because the point of this award was that there was there's so much happening on uh, uh, in the public eye. Well, we can take social media, for example. Uh, and a lot of that is uh, is uh, well, I, without disrespecting anyone, but a lot of that is noise. Uh, and uh, I guess uh, what I do uh, outwardly uh, has a meaning, uh, at least for me, and I hope I hope that uh, I don't add to the noise. In fact, when it comes to the book, you know, there are, in our industry, in personal growth, I think there are millions of book pu books published every year. Uh, if uh, I might uh, be a little bit off with the number, but I heard something like 13 million, uh, that's a lot of information. And um, yeah, I think it is important to remember that uh, whatever we are doing, we want to to make a difference or to make it to make some kind of change happen. Yeah. Uh, and and I guess that that that's what that uh, award was about. That mm. uh, you share with with some meaning. Yeah. yeah, it's like you said about being noisy in social media. I always class social media, and I took a back seat on some social medias now because I always class it as like listening to white noise, what you used to listen to on the TV when you used to hear the white noise. <laughs> yeah, so. I, actually, you reminded me when, my, when I was a kid, I would come back home and switch on the TV, not because I wanted to watch it, but it was good reassuring to hear the voice of somebody in the background yeah but so the white noise of just seeing the static it was just you know that's how i associate social media it's like a good thing but at the same time it's a bad thing so to compass that, i just think of the white noise and just class it as that anyway so becoming flawsome it says in your book becoming flawsome it talks about embracing our flaws to live our most authentic lives and you share your notes on how you lost yourself and how you decided to reclaim your authenticity. Was that easy? <laughs> um, you know, uh, in the book, it's uh, uh, it's an intention, right? When people pick up the book, they probably uh, ask that as a conscious question, or at least uh, they are asked that question and they're conscious about that intention. Uh, in my personal life, I think it was more the consequence of what I was doing. And then, you know how sometimes we do things and then in the back, uh, in the hindsight, you suddenly realize, oh, that's what happened. So my personal journey was probably more uh, more the wisdom in the hindsight. <laughs> uh, but in the book, I, I of course, uh, try and hope to help people uh, to go through that journey um, 
consciously and uh, with intention and not in the hindsight. Now, I, I have to say that it is not a book about uh, my personal journey at all. It is in, inspired by my personal experience, of course, like every book is, I think, is inspired by inspired by people's personal experiences. Uh, it it is the the very beginning, but the journey is uh, for every reader to take because it's their personal journey. I can uh, share ideas and and exercises and questions to ask and reflection points and and things like that. But transformation is something that only only the person can create or help along their own transformation. Mm. Because it says about authenticity and honesty is a binary. They are either there or they're not. There's no in-between. So that is a good way of putting it because it's either one or the other or there's no middle. Well, uh, you know, uh, on one side, um, I think it's, again, it's it's something which I would like to see. Um, but um, I have lived for 40 years uh, uh, that's the breaking point which I actually refer to quite a lot in my book uh, when I uh, I was mostly uh, authentic mostly uh, but then there was this five uh, percent of um, of compromising your values and what you are uh, of uh, selling a little bit of your soul for the sake of let's say success or <laughs> or fame or something like that and uh, and those little compromises they seem like they're not a big deal when you look at it in percentage points but when it comes to your living experience uh even this five percent of being inauthentic or not being honest with yourself or or uh, pleasing someone uh despite your own well-being uh these five percent can ruin everything that's that that's I think the point of me saying that they are binary they should be we should be quite uh, protective about these things but uh, in this world we survive in a lot of gray areas unfortunately it, yeah. I mean reality is like that and and if it goes on to saying about each chapter addresses a different issue that you as a reader may face ranging from acknowledging and accepting your feelings and the pressure to be perfect to finally breaking free from the rut so I assume it's about making you understand yourself more as a person. Yes, definitely. It's definitely uh, aiming to help uh, the reader to um, to learn to uh, hear themselves again, uh, and uh, to to explain why 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 it might sound like it's it's strange i mean we 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 see each, we see ourselves in the mirror every morning and and occasionally we get a chance to 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 stay on our own and and to stay with our own thoughts but uh what happens is that uh we get busy our society is uh is uh, very uh passionate about uh keeping busy about being productive about being um you know efficient so uh, contemporary people have hard times to to slow down. So I'm not talking about, um, you know, health benefits or emotional health benefits in, in slowing down and, and, and not being so overwhelmed. I'm talking about your relationship with yourself. So because because we're in this constant rut, uh, we tend to not have enough time to focus on every single aspect of our being. And we are all multifaceted. We all have a lot of different social roles that we play. And according to social roles theory, we mostly prioritize social roles which are more valued by the society. So, for example, if you are a mother and an entrepreneur, you're uh, you're tempted to prioritize entrepreneurship over your 
motherhood or, or parenthood for that matter, because I think fathers probably struggle with that even more. Or let's say if you are a celebrity, a social influencer, and um, I don't know, a child or like somebody's child or a parent or a, or a friend, uh, the role which is more prioritized by society is the celebrity, obviously, or the, the, the influencer or the marketer, or whatever professional. And we very often we get so stuck in those roles which are highly prioritized by the society or highly valued by the society that we are forgetting the uh, the other aspects of our own being, which are still important, are always important, but we don't have time for them. We don't have focus uh, for them. And um, there's nothing wrong in uh, in um, selectively choosing one or another social role in different settings. What's the problem is that when we forget the human behind all those masks and social roles, then uh, naturally we uh, we stop hearing that human, we stop hearing their needs. And when we have a contradictory situation where, for example, your uh, responsibilities are contradicting with your uh, mental well-being, yeah, you know, sure. we often, we're very often we, we disregard uh, because that society... Uh, expects us to to be uh, to be professional, to be uh, unemotional, to be uh, efficient, and that's what we do. Mm. So, so finally, Christina, because I know I'm trying to watch your time. I don't know what it says on your side, but on my side, yes, I know. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yes, we can go on. But um, but the argument is, and I want people to understand this. Everyone has a vision for their, you know, to say to people for the future. What would you say to people looking for themselves, for their future? What would you do say to inspire them? Um, I, I think that uh, the journey back to, uh, to oneself is uh, a little bit of a scary journey because uh, we, we are forgetting who we are and sometimes we are worried that what if I uh, become truly honest with myself, completely honest, you know, 100%, not 95%. What if what I discover is going to be something that I can't accept, uh, you know, the perfectionism, the, the, the obsession with being, <laughs> being better, with, with uh, constantly becoming better. What, what if what I discover is something that I can't accept about myself? What if that means that I will not be able to love myself? That's a scary realization. Another thing that people are very often afraid of when they embark on that uh, journey is that their discoveries might uh, push them to change something about their life. And we're so comfortable in, in the familiar. Uh, but what I want to put in your heart is that the easiest and the most enjoyable and the most meaningful way to live this life is to uh, stick to what you are, to acknowledge what you are, to be friends with every single aspect of you, even the aspects which are hard and complicated, and to find strength in the things that maybe right now, before you know them, you're ashamed of or afraid of. Uh, because uh, wasting time on trying to be something which uh, the society wants you to be or you think the society wants you to be is uh, is uh, like taking away time from things that matter, time and mm -hmm. effort. And finally, I believe your book will be on most book um, sites like Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and places like that. It will be not just on the the websites. It's going to be on the shelves of Barnes and Nobles and other big shops in US bookshops in US. It will definitely be available online because I have a huge 
uh, audience uh, outside the US. Uh, so we'll be selling it uh, on our websites as well. Of course, you can buy it probably from the Amazon, not probably, quite likely. <laughs> but uh, I, I would encourage people to to come to my own site because, of course, I, I will give uh, one of my newest programs together with a book, which, which is not the case. what is your website quickly? Yeah, it's uh, christinaman.com uh, uh, slash book. Uh, it's easy if you know how to spell my name, but my name is not easy to spell. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll make sure it is in the description because I'm going to call this title of the podcast Flawsome and then with your, your name so people can see it in the description as well. Yes, well Christina, sure. thank you for talking about your book today. Thank you. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to share. It's a pleasure. No thank you. That was The Journey, hosted by Wise Words Imaging, hosted by David Hackett. Be sure to like, subscribe and listen to another journey coming soon.